This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. With generative AI becoming a bigger part of our lives, how do we interact with online? That is a question that is starting to to change and be impacted by what's going on. In fact, a new research paper by Wharton's Sherry Melumad uh, says that when you are making a search query online, it may actually be better to speak your request than type it. And Sherry joins us right now. Sherry, pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. This is interesting to say the least because I think a lot of people would say, okay, just type it in and, and away you go. But I guess kind of the landscape is changing now the more we have these new technologies uh, available to us. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's a little bit counterintuitive what I find in this paper. Um, so maybe I can launch into explaining uh, why it occurs. Um, Please so do. What, yeah, so what I compare in the paper is uh, typing into a standard Google search bar versus dictating our query into that same search bar. So, you know, these days you see more and more options uh, in things like Google and other types of online interactions where you can actually just use your voice to dictate commands instead of typing or even clicking. And so uh, I mostly focus on the add-on extension to Google Search called Dictate, which allows you to say your query out loud, and it simply automatically transcribes your words into the search bar. And what I find is that unlike when we're typing into a Google search bar, when we interact with voice technologies like this Google dictation feature, we tend to worry more about our words being misunderstood or mistranscribed by the technology. And so this leads us to pause and think more about how we want to phrase ourselves before we actually indicate our query out loud. Whereas when we type, it tends to be more spontaneous, right? If I make a typo, I can easily delete it. With voice, we tend to actually give more forethought to our query before indicating it. I should note that another reason that we pause and think more about our query when we speak out loud is that when I talk out loud, I reflexively think about how my words might come across to other people, even when I'm alone in a room just talking to myself. And so this is something that right. further leads us to pause before indicating our query. And so importantly, so in, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so the, with, with the research that you did then, what were the results that you found out in terms of the, uh, the, the impact on, on the thought process of people in terms of either doing the uh, the, uh, the the vocal input or a comparison to the typed input. Yeah, so um, there's a really important downstream effect of what I'm describing to you, which is that because I'm thinking more ahead of what I want to indicate in my query before I say it out loud versus typing it, uh, I end up providing more detailed or specific descriptions of what I'm searching for. So think of the difference between a typed query indicating you know best sneakers versus a spoken query indicating best Nike sneakers for running. So you see more references to things right. like brand names and usage context in vocalized queries. And so importantly, because I'm providing a more specific description of what I'm searching for, I actually end up with Google search returns that I'm more satisfied with from vocalized queries than typed queries. And that's sort of the key finding in the paper. How much of a difference is there between the the vocalized and the and the uh, the typed out uh, query in terms of you know how comfortable people feel about it. 
Yeah, it's it's a meaningful difference. So, um, you know, I run experiments to test these ideas, and I have participants indicate, you know, how comfortable were they generating their query when speaking out loud versus typing? How much did they pause and think uh, before indicating their query? And indeed, we find that people feel much less comfortable uh, generating queries through voice than through typing. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Yeah, it has a lot to do with concerns about voice technology understanding us, right? So, you know, I don't know how much experience you have interacting with Alexa or other voice technologies, but those technologies often misunderstand what we're trying to say, right? So it's almost like when I'm interacting with something like Alexa, it's like I'm speaking in a second language, right? Like I'm pausing and I'm really thinking about how to articulate myself in order for my words to be understood by that technology. I would think then what we experience now with this process has the chance to potentially be different as we move further down the road as these technologies are refined and and improved along the way, correct? Yeah, that's a really great point, right? So, you know, surely the voice technologies will only improve going forward in terms of their accuracy. Um, But I maintain that, uh, you know, in the near future, this issue is still going to continue, right? We're still going to feel relatively less comfortable with the accuracy of these voice technologies and transcribing our words. And importantly, recall that the other mechanism at play here is that when I talk out loud, I instinctively am more self-conscious than when I type, right? I instinctively think more about how others might perceive my words. And so that's something that's pretty inherent to speech. Uh, and that won't be going away. So even as the technology improves, we should still see some more forethought before indicating vocalized queries because of this right. sort of instinctive experience. So I, I guess there is also a component, uh, the time component plays a factor here as well in terms of the time it takes to make the query, you get the response, uh, and whether or not you got the right information that you want or if you potentially have to make a second query to kind of refine it, that element of time can be frustrating probably for people if they don't get it right the first time. Yes, that's a really good point. And in fact, that is part of why we're more likely to pause and think about what we want to indicate in the first place, because part of the reason is it's annoying to have to restart my query from scratch, right? Whereas again, when I'm typing, if I, if I make a typo, I can easily edit it live, right? So that's what you're describing is actually a really important piece of the theory. How, how then, how then does this potentially impact search and, and, and even, you know, in areas like retail, if we're looking for specific products, as you said, how the companies react to that? Yeah, no, that's, it's a great question. Um, so these results have a number of important implications. So one is, you know, to the extent that I have a specific search goal in mind, like I know exactly what type of speaker I'm looking for, it's great, right? Vocalized search leads us to pause and be more specific. But if the only reason I'm providing a brand name is because I had to pause and think through what I want to say, and so, you know, Nike came to mind, that's potentially actually limiting uh, how much exploration I would do with brands, right? It's Potentially I could have been exposed to other brands that weren't top of mind if I had typed. And relatedly, this carries important implications for more established top-of-mind brands compared to smaller, lesser-known brands, right? So my findings suggest that 
larger brands like a Nike, for example, may want consumers to actually use vocalized search, right? Whereas smaller brands may benefit more from the vaguer queries that are generated from typing. Well, I guess that also goes to kind of the customer experience component, which seemingly a lot of retailers are, are looking at right now of, you know, which is better to have the consumer get exactly what they want as fast as they want, or right. if spending more time on the website is better because it potentially may lead to more than one purchase in the process. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting point, actually. Um, and also more generally, you can think of the implications of spending more time and, and being more thoughtful before indicating something out loud, right? That, that could be really useful uh, in domains where thoughtfulness is important, like, for example, financial decisions, right? Um, so there's a lot more right. research to be done in this area to explore this. Right. And, and as we said before, this is realistically, it feels like, you know, even though we've had these components part of our lives for a little while now, it still feels like we're very early on in the process. And maybe to a degree, this is going to be continuing a, a process that's going to uh, develop and continue to, uh, to alter over a period of time. Yeah, I agree with that. What's the what's the biggest takeaway for you from this research? Oh, man. Um there are many exciting takeaways. So much of my work to date has looked at smartphones and the way that's affecting uh, our psychology and our decisions. Um, but there's really a lot of work to be done in the area of voice technologies. So I have a newer paper which looks at the choices that we make through voice technology versus other mediums. Uh, and right. what I find is that when you're faced with a choice um, that's more versus less self-enhancing or more versus less embarrassing, uh, so, for example, in a given product category, a brand name that's maybe more embarrassing but cheaper uh, versus less embarrassing but more expensive, I find that people who are indicating their choices out loud to voice technology, even when they're alone in a room, are actually yeah. willing to pay more to avoid indicating an embarrassing brand name. And so, yeah, these technologies and other new technologies are going to be continuing to alter the decisions consumers make and the psychology that we undergo. You, you know, Sherry, just looking at, at, at the research and, and the two groupings that you had in terms of this research you did, I'd be interested to know is if the group who actually had to type in their queries you know, ended up having their mindset change when they saw or if they have seen since then that there was more satisfaction with voicing your query of that, of whether or not the, the, the mindset is changing around typing in queries as we move forward. Yeah, you know, that's not something I looked at directly, but uh, that's actually a really important point that I, I'd like to follow up participants uh, on. Sherry, great to have you with us. This is great work. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You too as well. Sherry Melumed, who is uh, uh, here at the Wharton School. Um, Sherry uh, doing fantastic work on this. Uh, and a pleasure to have her with us here on the show. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.